and welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marina, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. Well, I have been asked to uh, devote a podcast episode to uh, the recent news uh, from Joshua Harris. Uh, and by now, no doubt you've heard of his apostasy and his divorce from his wife. Uh, but before I address this, I, I want to let you know maybe why I'm a little late to the party on this. Generally speaking, uh, I, I haven't addressed these sorts of cultural Christian issues immediately or even at all uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, of the, one of the hallmarks of our culture today is the fact that everybody is expected to have an immediate opinion on everything. Um, the moment that something is announced, podcasts and blogs and sermons are dedicated to explaining, you know, what's going on. And oftentimes uh, things are said that um, perhaps there wasn't enough information and things need to be redacted or things should be redacted and they're not. Um, we live in a Twitter age where everything is instantaneous and uh, we're supposed to have uh, an opinion uh, immediately. And uh, sometimes situations do warrant an immediate reaction. Um, sometimes I wonder, though, why we can't let stories develop a bit more before commenting on them so that we have uh, more information. I would uh, venture to say that most of the things that were breaking news a year ago, uh, most of us don't remember those things anymore because uh, something is breaking news for a matter of minutes sometimes. Uh, before that's uh, surpassed by something after that. And we're always kind of on this uh, high octane, um, just one thing to the next. Um, and so I think perhaps it would be helpful if sometimes we let stories kind of percolate for a bit before we, we comment on them. That's just kind of why I uh, generally don't uh, respond to things immediately. Uh, sometimes I do, but, but sometimes, or most of the time I don't. Um, and the other thing too is, uh, I wonder why we need to always have an uh, opinion, uh, an especially immediate opinion on every, uh, single issue. Um, things are not always what they appear. And, and just a recent example of this is, and now here I am commenting on something in the moment, but the whole Benny Hinn thing going on. Right now, some of you have probably seen that. Maybe some of you you haven't. Um, a few days ago, Benny Hinn came out with a video where he said that he's done with the prosperity preaching, um, and uh, of course, everyone reacts to that. And then the next day, his ministry posts uh, a prosperity video saying, "Give a thousand dollar, hundred dollars, whatever it was, and uh, you'll be free from debt and this kind of thing. And so everyone reacts to that. Oh, he, he hasn't repented. And then the next day, um, his, uh, he, he has, uh, another video that says, oh, sorry about that. That was an old recording that was accidentally posted on the website. And so now everyone, of course, immediately, uh, reacts to that. And then after that, he's a guest speaker on a podcast, which I did listen to, by the way, about a 25 minute podcast, um, with Stephen Strang, I think is uh, the guy's name. Uh, and Benny Hinn says that he stands by his confession that he's changing his theology. And of course, we all react to that. Um, I, I kind of, um, I feel better 
before I certainly make a definite uh, response to those kinds of things is just letting them sit for a, for a little while um, before we formulate a, a full opinion. In the uh, in the podcast episode, what was unclear to me, because there were a few times where uh, Benny Hinn said something to the effect of, we've taken the prosperity gospel too far, and it was unclear to me whether he was recanting all of it or whether he was just saying we need to tone it down a little bit, um, and he was still standing by the general message. All I'm saying is these things are oftentimes unclear at the beginning, and so I'm content just waiting um, and and letting them kind of um, uh, work themselves out. Of course, I do have an opinion right now at the beginning, um, based on what I've seen, but I also want to give time to see, uh, what will happen. Uh, and I mean, as, as a side note, his nephew, Costi Hinn, um, has demonstrated that spirit. He, uh, in fact, I shared his post where he was grateful for his, uh, uncle's, um, confession, but then he said something to the effect of, we're hoping that this, uh, generates some, uh, genuine, uh, repentance. And of course that's what we're looking for. So, um, we'll, we'll let that story develop and see, uh, see how, uh, see how it, uh, turns out. Uh, I, I, by the way, I'm not against immediate responses. Um, but if we do have to comment on a developing story, let's at least admit, uh, at the outset and acknowledge that we don't have all the details yet. So, um, another reason why I don't always, uh, comment on developing stories is because, um, I'd rather devote my time to the things that last are and are important. I don't want to chase fads around, so I kind of pick and choose what I respond to. Um, and, and I do think today's topic is is worth looking at. And it is helpful to look at these things to see how uh, culture intersects Christianity. Um, but uh, I think just maybe uh, some, some wisdom in how we do that. Uh, so here we go. We're talking about Josh Harris, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. But I, I read, I actually read the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, when I was a teenager. And I'm, I'm not giving a review of the book, but a couple of observations. It has been a few years since I've read the book, obviously. Um, but uh, the, the main premise of the book, uh, as I recall, was that Christians should reject recreational dating, and with that premise, that statement right there, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I, I saw this in public school all the time. Dating was viewed as an end in itself, and it was inherently selfish. What can I get out of this relationship? There was no direction. There were no guards put up to prevent fornication and lust from having their way. Uh, so with that statement, at least that one premise, that one idea... Uh, I, I stand with the book in, in that regard and say that was right. Uh, the book, however, did have some uh, pharisaical impulses, and many people walked away from that book uh, believing that they had to do everything Josh Harris's way. Um, and I think perhaps he could have had a clearer line between the biblical principles and his applications of those principles. Um, and, and so in, in that regard, I think some of the things in that book, uh, do need to be thrown out or at least clarified that, Hey, this is how I'm applying this particular principle. Um, and some of the things in the book needed to be kept. 
And of course, this is one of the things that we have to do uh, as we discern different things we read. Um, we we uh, realize that it's much more complicated oftentimes than just throw everything away or endorse everything. Uh, we have to wade through some of these things. Uh, but Josh uh, Harris was uh, beginning to have some doubts about his book, and eventually this culminated in a documentary which was released last year in 2018. Uh, and, and I did watch this documentary, by the way. It was called I Survived, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. And uh, the documentary does correctly address uh, some of the problems in the book. Uh, I do think that it, it went too far in some areas. Uh, so much so that when you watch the video, you kind of wonder what's going on with Joshua Harris. Where, what is he thinking? Where is he going? And especially... Uh, where, what is he thinking in terms of Christianity? Is he, is he, is this being fueled by something deeper? And of course, uh, as we found out later, uh, earlier this year, I think it was July, it, there was something deeper uh, underlying uh, his his uh, documentary. And of course, uh, in July, he posted on his Instagram account uh, that him and his wife uh, they were getting a divorce. And then shortly after that, I think it was just a couple of days, he announced that he was no longer a Christian. And of course, you can go right on his Instagram uh, feed, and and this is all uh, public announcements. So he announces that he's no longer a Christian. Uh, he says that um, he has fallen away from the faith. And then immediately after that, the next thing that he does is he posts a picture of his first gay pride parade. And, of course, this is just um, no doubt something that had been going on in his life for a long time. But from the outside, it's it's a pretty rapid fall uh, from one thing to the next. And this is, of course, nothing short of a complete abandonment of, of Christianity. This is a Romans 1 type situation where uh, you're giving up, God's giving you up to greater and greater degrees of depravity. It reveals that Joshua Harris was never a Christian in the first place. First uh, John 2 makes that clear. Verses 19 through 20 says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. Uh, and of course, that passage reminds us that when someone falls away from the faith like this, it reveals to us not that they were a Christian and then uh, forsook that, but that they were not a Christian the entire time. They really were never of us, uh, from us to to begin with. Uh, this actually, a little side note here, this is why I commend uh, that you read uh, dead authors. <laughs> Those who are uh, alive have much to contribute uh, I'm not saying that they don't, but dead authors, uh, and I think of the Reformers, I think of the Puritans, they have, uh, there, there's an advantage when we read uh, their works. Uh, and the advantage is that we have had the privilege and opportunity to see the full course of their lives. Uh, there's something to be said about the teaching of a person that has sustained him or her throughout their entire lives. Uh, and And that's... That's a refreshing thing to be able to look to someone who 
lived out the Christian life from beginning to end without falling away, without having any scandals, and to look on their life and then read their writings and see this is coming from a heart that God was genuinely working in. And so I commend that to you. Uh, but back to the point at hand, uh, Joshua Harris, uh, as I think First John 2 teaches us, was never a Christian to, to begin with. And if we learn anything from this, and of course, there's all kinds of people commenting on what the root problem was, uh, but I think just one one thought that I had, and it's not unique to me, of course, but is that we need to be cautious to put someone, especially someone young, in the spotlight. Um, I'm not saying that's the only thing that's contributed to where he is now, but it certainly wasn't wise to bestow upon him evangelical fame uh, at, at that point in his life, certainly, uh, for him to write a book on dating, uh, at, 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 uh, the age that he was is something to maybe be a little bit leery about. And the spotlight that he had is something to be leery about. Um, Doug Wilson's comments are, I think, revealing at this point. And I'm just going to play uh, a brief section from his podcast, of course, called The Plodcast, and uh, hear what he has to say. But it's it's not as though uh, this whole thing was a, a total blindside. The one thing, um, so Josh Harris's career has been made out of, shaped by kissing things goodbye. He kissed his, uh, kissed dating goodbye. He kissed his wife goodbye. He kissed his Christianity goodbye. He kissed his commitment to uh, the biblical sexual norms goodbye. The one thing he's not kissed goodbye is Josh Harris. Wilson is right. Joshua Harris had a ministry shaped by kissing things goodbye. Um, his ministry, at least in, in terms of what we've seen outwardly and publicly, doesn't seem to be shaped so much by a deep pursuit of Christ, but uh, more of saying goodbye to things. One individual said that Josh viewed everything in terms of a formula. If the formula was right, then life would go right. And if you could just get the dating formula correct, then God was obligated to bless you with marriage. And certainly that seems like one of the ideals that uh, Harris was um, making in uh, in in his writings was that uh, this idea of being single is kind of God's second best for you, and um, if you can just pull the right strings and do the things in the right order, then God is going to bless you with, of course, the ultimate, and that is that is uh, marriage. And I, I do want to be careful here because I don't want to presume upon motives. Um, but I just, I wonder if in all of this, uh, Joshua ever pursued Christ himself. Um, we have a tendency to think like Joshua thought, and that is life is this big machine and someone has the magic list. And if you just do all the right things in the right order, God will make sure that everything goes right. It might be God's will for you never to get married. It might be God's will for you to get cancer so that when unbelievers look at you, they will say, how could anyone have such great hope when they're going through this great amount of suffering? God's will is oftentimes very mysterious 
and not what we think it should be. And oftentimes, uh, God's will includes us to go through very difficult times and to reveal that we can have joy uh, in those times uh, because of uh, because of His grace. Um, the The problem is that when you apply, even when you apply the formula, things don't always go right. You don't always get the raise. You don't always get uh, the, the, the marriage. You don't always get the relationship that you always wanted. You don't always get that boyfriend or that girlfriend or whatever, fill in the blank. Um, sometimes you do all the right things in a dating relationship and you still get hurt or you don't ever get married. Um, and that's what we've got to remember is that we can't manipulate God into doing things that we want. Uh, that's legalism. And, uh, the thought that if I just do the right things, God will be happy with me and he'll be obligated to bless me, that, that is a, a legalistic impulse. There's actually, by the way, and, and this, uh, this, this is something in, in conservative and liberal churches too, across the board, but we tend to think of conservative churches as being free from the prosperity gospel. There is a tinge of prosperity gospel in this idea that if I just do these right things, even morally, uh, God will bless me in this kind of a way. Um, you can't read a book on dating and expect God to suddenly give you the marriage you've always wanted. This, uh, this way of thinking is less of loving Christ for who he is and more of loving myself and what I can get from him if I just put in the right formula. And this is exactly what, of course, Wilson pointed out. Uh, the only one that Joshua Harris has not kissed goodbye is himself. And I think that uh, the application is clear for us. We need to love God for who he is and not for what he can get us. We need to stop thinking of Christianity as a series of formulas that give us what we want at the end. We need to think of denying ourselves and kissing ourselves and our desires goodbye for the sake of knowing Christ more. When I talk to someone who's seeking relationship counseling, I ask them this question. If God ever restores this relationship, will you be satisfied knowing that you have Christ? And there's usually a pause at that moment. Perhaps ask yourself the question. If I never get blank, will I still be satisfied and joy-filled knowing that I have Jesus? If not, it's because you ultimately love something more than God, and that's called idolatry. And if you live long enough worshiping an idol that God doesn't give you, eventually you will abandon God too. But know that you never worshiped God in the first place. You only tolerated him because you believed he could get you what you really wanted, your idol. Let's forsake our self-motivated idolatry and pray that God would keep us in the faith to his glory. And let's also pray for Joshua Harris, that God would bring him to repentance, that he would know Christ, and that he would be saved from his sin. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com.